following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Episode 404 here from uh, Studio A. Yeah, it's raining outside, it's uh, autumnal, there's a front that's blowing through our area. I'm going to bring uh, some temperatures down, it's going to start feeling more like fall, and uh, I already missed the summer. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's 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 a running gag uh, around the radio station about it because you know we had we had temperatures just what a couple of weeks ago maybe last week up to like you know in the mid seventies and it was great and I was all for it but no the seasonal thing has to happen <coughs> and there it is and and that's and that's uh, and that's that's the way it is so uh, you know there there you go uh, yeah it is a Sunday uh, it is the twenty first day of November date of production. For those of you that are keeping score, this weekend we had the uh, celebration for Diana Fryer on the air. That was Friday night. That was the nineteenth. Uh, it was it was lovely. It was very nice. Uh, we we told stories. We had a big time. It was a large time, and uh, and uh, you know it was uh, it was the 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 turning of the uh, turning of the page, if you will, putting the putting the period on the sentence, closing that chapter, and moving on to the next great adventure for whatever that may be. Yeah, we uh, we do what we do, and uh, we'll uh, continue on, and there will always be a part of her as a part of Radio Memphis for as long as we uh, we are doing it. And there's there's that uh, sort of a poignant uh, thing to a point, if you will, to to make about this whole thing is that, uh, and I had mentioned it that you know we had we had thought about it was kind of cool to make something that that would possibly outlive us, and for one of us, it did. Um, yeah, I'm not ready for the other half of that yet. If you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, let's just continue on, shall we? Uh, coming up, uh, th- this episode here, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get into a little bit of, you know, some, some things that are happening out there in the world, uh, from the, from the news point of view, uh, and, and look at maybe, cause we, you know, we like to look at the, the silly over here sometimes as well. And there's a bit of silly that's going on, so we'll uh, we'll take a look at uh, at that involving something that is uh, well, it's kind of hard for people to wrap their heads around. What we're talking about here is a little bit of uh, oh, climate change. Oh yeah, yeah, we can't we can't have that. We can't have nice things. We'll get into that uh, and some other silliness. We'll see what we can scare up here on this episode from Radioland. Uh, we'll continue after this brief break right here. Um, uh, well, it's what, 60 seconds, I guess, Eh, whatever it is. It's here from Radio Land. Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. 
use. Use the money any way you want. If you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch, we can help you turn your equity into fast cash. Call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need. 800 905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-7186. 800-905-
um, that's it's it, they're just it's it, people that come up with this stuff are are really hammering that point home, or about the people that are saying, "Hey, everybody's starting to understand what's going on. They're awakening from a little bit of a corporate-induced slumber, if you will." It's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is, you know, quite frankly, that we are finally getting sick of what is going on. Why do you think the Great Resignation is happening? Uh, people are just—they've had enough of working for the man, and they're, they're working—they're working for nothing. And the, and the corporate people don't care. I mean, I could sit here. I, there's thousands of ep- thousands. There's there's <laughs> there's tens of episodes in this show. If you go back in time, uh, about my experiences with uh, with corporate, and they're not. They're not really particularly unique. We've all had to deal with certain uh, dirtiness aspects of of working for the man. You know, there was the whole thing about, well, if you don't uh, if you don't work for the man and uh, you know get a paycheck, uh, you're not going to get your insurance, and if you're not going to get you, you, God help you if you're going to be sick. And you know, man, um, that's that's just uh, that's just wrong on so many uh, so many levels. Far too often, I, I I hear stories, or you know, you 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 talk to people about uh, people that have had uh, some sort of a medical emergency. They don't have insurance because you know it's too expensive. It doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot for you sometimes. Um, a story I read not long ago about a about a guy who had taken himself to a hospital and uh, fell out in the parking lot. He he went in, he went unconscious in the parking lot trying to walk himself into the emergency room. And uh, the hospital, not to miss an opportunity, sent an ambulance over to the guy. I'm not kidding. This is in the parking lot. This is like, you know, maybe maybe 100 feet, 200 feet from the door. And they sent an ambulance to go get this guy and to get him inside. And then they sent him a bill for 450 bucks. I mean, that's just... That's just insane. I know somebody's going. Well, what else are you going to do with a guy? Well, you could send a, you know, send somebody out there with a stretcher and come pick your ass up and wheel you across the lot. That's just how that, you know. But there again, like I said, never to miss an opportunity on how much money you know they're going to uh, they're going to make. That's what they're going to do. And there's so many people that say, oh, we can't have this type of, you know, this this type of medicine, this this uh, universal health care. Oh my God, it's it's going to break our backs. It's not that expensive, first of all. Second of all, it's it's these insurance companies that are saying it because they're the ones that are going to be out of a gig. Why can't the great resignation happen the other way too? You know, why can't it be that there are people, you know, that run these companies and say, oh, we're just not going to do this. This is this is just not right. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they make too much stinking money. That's why. That's exactly what that is. You're going to you're going to cut off. You're going to kill the golden goose. No. And the Internet. One thing that is important about that is that we get to see the perspectives of other people out there in the world. And you know what they they you know what they say. They, they just they cringe for people in this country. For not having health care, medical care. But that's not what this is about. What I wanted to get into specifically was the COP26 thing. You know, that was that was the uh, that was the, the the 26 biggest nations to meet. They met up in Scotland. Their their focus was uh, dealing with climate change, the impending climate disaster, if you will, which it is. It is not to put too fine a point on it, but it is. It's a disaster. It's a mess. It's a it, it, there's there's a there's an island of garbage in the Pacific Ocean that uh, that's there. <clears throat> it's a thing. There are people out there trying to clean it up, which is great. That's that's all fantastic and all. But the state of our of our rivers and our streams and our lakes and 
our city streets and, uh, you know, the fields, the wildlife itself, you know, it's a, it's a mess. We're living through a great extinction right now. Why is this? Because this is a dump. We, we, we live in a dump and we want to fix it up. And yet there is, <clears throat> come hell or high water, this argument. There's people that are so upset about this. How dare you insinuate that we could even clean this place up? We're going to do this for what? Why are we going to do this? Why should we clean this place up? We can't have this. It's the death of the incandescent bulb. It's that argument. It was like, oh, you're going to put all these people out of work. No, they just adapt. We can't put the uh, the coal industry out of work. That was that was an argument. India held off on the COP26 final treaty because they felt it was too restrictive because they didn't want to shut their coal producing facilities down. Seriously. They didn't want to embrace things like wind technology or uh, other renewables, you know, uh, the power of the river, you know, the, the hydro, the, the hydro, is it hydroelectric services? They get all that solar. They, uh, Jesus Christ. They, they're practically an equatorial country. They get more sunshine than most countries can deal with. And I know it's a dirty word, but we got to get around it. Nuclear power. Nuclear power is a thing that can be properly managed, apparently, because if you think about it, all the nuclear power plants, and we hear those stories of Three Mile Island and Love Canal and all those places, uh, Chernobyl, um, well, Love Canal was something different, but um, you've got, uh, you know, Love Canal is something different. You got this notion that these these are dangerous things and we can't have those things because too many people will die. I get it. Nuclear power in its infancy was uh, was was very dangerous. It was cool how it worked, and now there's facilities we've we've advanced in technologies where we can create a nuclear power generating system that is almost entirely automated, and it's you know I don't want to say it's 100 percent safe, but it's virtually impossible to make difficult. It's you know it's it's there. They're, they're they're trying to build these things. How do we? How are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? You know, uh, and that's just it. Greta Thunberg uh, is another polarizing name in a lot of all of this, and she's the young girl, the, the young girl uh, who famously came to the U.S. on a zero emissions boat and spoke to the U.N. about all of this. What a couple of years ago, it was pre-pandemic. And boy, how did, did she piss off a few people? Oh, we can't. Oh, what does this little girl know about it? Let me tell you something. That little girl. This is the you know. We're passing this world on to people like her. Yeah, that's 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 what's going on. So, yeah, she does what she has to say is legit. The things that, that are coming out of her mouth are very legit. Put yourself into her shoes. How would you like it if you were, you know, to inherit a world that is messed up as this? You know, the point being is that she thought, and I kind of agree with her on this, that the COP26 thing that happened in Scotland was a colossal waste of time. It really was. It was just, it was just lip service. It's so you, you got countries that are saying, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, but who's going to, who's going to, who's going to police it? What are the, what are the ramifications if you don't live up to your end of the deal? What is it you're going to do if, uh, if, if another country decides not to take part in this whole thing? The Paris Accord was, was about the closest thing we had to something legit. And it seems to be holding up okay. A lot of countries are living up to it. But 
the the COP26 thing, I don't think is I don't think it's going to go down in history as anything that was monumental. We haven't gotten to that point yet. We have not gotten to that point as a society or as a as a, as a species where we could sit down and work together about all of this instead of trying to, you know, slit each other's throats because that's what this is. It's all about that, you know. Government, <clears throat> pardon my snorting and sniffling here. Uh, part of what has happened in this world is that. It, everything is revolved around a war. And what, what are wars fought for? They're fought for two things. They're, they're fought for money and they're fought for religion. And they're usually one and the same. And when you have what's going on now in this dump we live in here in this world, uh, we got a situation here that's not, that's not looking good. You know, I try and do my part. You know, something simple. Is it going to make a big difference? No, but it might do something. So when I'm out walking the dog, if I come across a bit of garbage, I might pick it up, at least get it to a garbage can, especially if it's plastic, you know, that kind of thing. Just one little thing. And if all of us do one little thing, maybe there will be something that will come of this. And, and there are people like myself that, that feel the same way. You know, that's just it. I saw an interesting statistic uh, that is kind of eye-opening, and it's, and it's true. You can look this. Uh, you can research this. Because, and it's, well, I'll do it for you. The The idea here that, is, here's the statement, is that the very first piece of plasticware you've ever used, whether it was a plastic fork or a spoon or a plastic plate, is still in existence. You don't know where it is, obviously, but but it's still it's still real. It's still there. It's somewhere in a landfill somewhere. Mm-hmm. It has not degraded. You know what the research is? You know how this works? Is that those plastics takes hundreds of thousands of years to to be useless. Well, they're already kind of useless when they come out of the factory. But you ever tried to cut an enchilada with a plastic fork and have one of the tines break? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, but that's just it. That stuff is still there. We'll never be rid of plastic. Dustin Hoffman uh, in the film The Graduate. Uh, was it was it was it his uncle that came up to him and said, "Got one word for you, plastics," because it was it was a coming thing. It was the it was the sixties and and you know this whole idea of a of a material that could just serve so many functions and be virtually just disposable. That's what it was. But they never thought about what would happen if you put it in the ground. It'd still be there. And plastics, I know, are made from. You know, there are various chemicals and whatnot, but, you know, they're, they're kind of indestructible. You're never going to get, you're never going to get rid of them. That's why we have microplastics that are showing up in, in, uh, in an unborn baby. How does that happen? It's showing up in our foods. It's showing up in our water. It's showing up in all sorts of places. What do we do? I don't have the answer for it. Clearly, the guys at the COP26 didn't have much of an answer for it either because they were too busy squabbling amongst each other about how much this whole thing was going to, you know, set them back. You know, we live in a world now where it's it's a mess. we got to clean it up. What's it going to take to clean it up? Your guess is as good as mine. And, yeah, if I'm walking around, I pick up that one piece of garbage and I'm, you know, going to throw it away. It's going to show up somewhere. It's just not going to be in somebody else's yard or out in the street, I guess. This just becomes a... An unsightly issue. Does it solve a problem? No, it it doesn't. Not until we can reclaim it. And because of things like that, then we then we get into the into the stuff that's that we're pumping up into the atmosphere. Think about all of that. 
the idea that we are we're drowning in carbon is 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 a legitimate thing. So how do we how do we stop that? What do we what does we do? There's certain technologies at play here. There's people that are developing newer techniques for the extraction of carbon from the air and being able to do something with it with after they after they've gotten it reclaimed. Um, you know, the Earth can heal itself. There's no two ways around it. But it's but it but it can't do it by itself. We've got to do our own things too. You got to pay a little bit more attention. Look, electric cars, man, they're a, they're a pain in the ass. I don't have one, but uh, but they're a pain in the ass, and they're expensive. They are really expensive right now. They're, I mean, Elon Musk has done a pretty good job of making them a little bit more sexy, which is fantastic. But is it going to make me, you know, haul off and go buy one just yet? Nah, no, the jury's still kind of out on that one, my friends. I love to, I'd love to have one until. We get the idea that I can drive a bit without having to worry about recharging it every five minutes. That'd be a thing. Or if it won't rattle apart, apparently there's a workmanship issue with it. And there was a story I saw just, I guess it was over the weekend, about how Consumer Reports is rating some of the electric cars out there. And there's there's not a whole lot to write home about, you know, quality issues. You know, those reliability issues can be a, can be a thing. So, you know, we have to keep moving forward. You have to keep pushing pushing on and it goes back to one of the uh um one of the great theorems out there about the human condition and and that is simply this is is that the human the human species is with as much power as it has and as much control as it has over its own environment um doesn't wield that power very well uncomfortably at best and that's that becomes a, a a pretty scary issue. So, do we just drive drive ourselves to the to the to to the extinction? It could appear that way, and eventually that may happen. Or, we drive ourselves right to the precipice and pull ourselves back. Humans tend to do that sort of thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not great because it's terrifying. Because you have to wait till the very last second before you get it done right. Winston Churchill said it best. He said, the one thing about the Americans, you can always rely on them doing the right thing after they have done everything else first. <laughs> it's true. It is very, very true. You know, and it, and I, you know, this show is not necessarily about all that kind of stuff. You know, I, you know, I saw this and I thought, you know, let me, let me spend a couple of minutes talking about it because I think it's important that even, you know, there are people that would hear this and go, oh, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about climate change and blah, 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 blah. And it, but it, but it's it's legit. You know, there's snow on the ground. Well, there's your where's your global warming. Grow up, dude. Um, it that was a the global warming thing was misunderstood by everybody. Climate change is a little more co- correct. Yeah, there's still going to be snow. Yeah, but there's going to be snow in places you didn't expect it to be, and the snowstorms are going to be a little bit more intense, and the summer times are going to get hotter and hotter. There used to be a fire season on the west coast of the United States. Now that fire season is all year round. Yeah, we get uh, pretty intense hurricanes. We got a lot of hurricanes. This is uh, what the this year alone uh, for twenty twenty one was uh, what the second or third year in a row we ran out of names because there were so many of these damn hurricanes. That's the kind of stuff that's going to happen too. And we can't. Well, you can't really control the weather like that. No. The other thing you can control is maybe it's. Uh, it's impact on you. You got, you got, you got that. So yeah, you're gonna have more intense winter, more intense summer, a more intense spring would mean more intense thunderstorms. The same thing in the fall. So 
and the weather be really nice. <laughs> but uh, the reality is we're living in a completely different world. We threw in a madman that was in the White House that was just reckless and just didn't want any part of the cleaning the place up all the way down to the dealings of, of, a, of a pandemic that was clearly one of the one of the most incredible things in human history. It really was. And it wasn't our first go-round with this sort of thing either. We've been through pandemics before, but this time it was just filled with lunacy. Oh, we can't we can't we can't force people to get shots. Are you are you kidding me? They won't do it. And they were right. That's the unfortunate part. So yeah, there's uh, a few things to check on. Was it a little bit depressing? Maybe. There is a little hope though, because all we have to do is well, each one of us do do one little thing. Maybe maybe pick up the trash. That makes it look nicer. It's all got to go somewhere. I know that. But until we can figure out a way to make that happen, we just have to kind of keep doing what we do. And I think personally, you know, maybe I'm being, uh, you know, a little hopeful here, but I think we'll figure it all out. At some point, we'll get it all figured out because it's kind of what we do, but we got to carry it all the way to the precipice to do it. And are we there yet? Unfortunately, not so much, but we're damn near close to it. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloset.memphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. You remember why we cut the cable? Remember that? You know why it was too, it was too goddamn expensive, man. Everything was, well, you, you were packaged in, and you there was there wasn't this. Yeah, well, I don't want this, but I'm paying for that, and it got ridiculous. I mean, I think at one point our our our, our cable bill here was like 250 bucks, and it was like, God, this is stupid. This is dumb. Why are we spending this all the kind of kind of money? So we we cut the cable. And we went to this whole streaming thing. And now, now look at us. We're back in that same fucking boat again. But this time, it's a little different. Because more and more people are not buying the shit that they're trying to force into. They go, well, I'd love to see that. But I'm not spending all this kind of money on this kind of deal. Because I'm being, you know, 8 bucks a month to death. Or 12 bucks, Or whatever it is that you, that you pay for these big things. And you know who's feeling the pinch. And I'm thankful to see this. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me. But I do know that it's the people who enjoy the sports. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, there you go. There you heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, as we continue on, uh, the week of Thanksgiving has arrived. Yeah, buddy. Good luck with the turkey, right? Uh, two bucks a pound, I think, on average, I think is what it's coming out to. I uh, was at a grocery store Friday. Um, I happened to go by uh, a little area where they had some of the some of the frozen turkeys. They were all hanging out there, you know, just hanging. 
because ain't nobody buying them. <laughs> they were they they looked kind of pitiful. They were just kind of sad. Gone, buy me, put me in the oven. I'd make a great turkey dinner. Yeah, it wasn't very big either. It was like uh, maybe about the about the size of a little bit bigger than the size of a football. You know, it just you know it was a it was a turkey. They wanted like thirty bucks for the goddamn thing, and I'm like, no, no, it ain't happening. No, and the price of ham has gone up too. So you know, you you thinking you got that end going for you? You know, pig ain't cheap either. In fact, there's going to be a kind of a pissing contest between turkeys and pigs, and who's going to be the most expensive? Because isn't that the traditional thing in this country? You have the turkey for the uh, for the uh, for the Thanksgiving, and then around the Christmas time, you have maybe some. You may have another turkey, but you're going to add ham to the whole collection, which they're interchangeable, really. That's just you know kind of how that how that works. So, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you, 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 you go that route. Nevertheless, uh, you are still trying to, uh, you know, figure out how all this is going to work as far as expenses wise. I'd be willing to bet that when, um, when the, when the big day comes on Thursday and everybody takes to uh, Facebook, whoever's left over on Facebook takes to the day and starts sharing pictures of their of their Thanksgiving dinner, people are going to see, oh, wow, there's a turkey. Wow, y'all had some money. <laughs> I know, you work for it just as hard as the next guy. It's going to be a little more lean around some of the parts that, that I, at least around here it is. It's going to be fish sticks and a picture of cranberry sauce to kind of make that happen, I guess. I don't even know. Fish sticks are probably going to be expensive too. Maybe a can of beans or some spaghettios and a piece of bread. Look, we're getting look. It's getting to that point. The haves and the have-nots is a thing. It really is a big thing. So you know, there. That's what that is. <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yes, as the holidays come, please, uh, you know, keep in mind that there are people out there that are uh, no matter where you are in all of this. As you listen to this, there are a lot of people out there that are not as fortunate as you. Those are the people that need a little bit of hope, too. So don't be a douche. Don't sit there on your ass and sit there. Well, it's all about me, me, me. Listen, there's some really fine people out there that don't get they don't get they don't get that opportunity. So please keep them in your thoughts, in your prayers. I know it's a cliched saying, but that's kind of way that's supposed to be. That's the correct way. Go find somebody. Give them a hand. Give them a bite to eat. You know, take them a sandwich or something, maybe a cup of coffee or a pack of smokes or something. Jesus Christ. It's a season of giving, and if you really want to help us out, go over to Facebook, look up Feed the Blues Mid-South, and you'll see everything you need to see about all that. We've got some cool stuff that's coming about that, too, as well, we're working on. So uh, on that note, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll chat after the holiday uh, as we uh, make our way through the uh, other major holiday that's coming because, uh, well, when December starts, it'll be nothing but the fat guy and the tree. Yeah, that's all coming up, too. So uh, so in the meantime, please take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radio Land is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 